Welcome back to uh, Brand Beats episode two. Uh, I'm Andrew Yanisic, creative strategist here at Basic. I am Arthur Armenta. I'm an interactive designer here at Basic. I'm Eric Kiocho. I'm a content creator here at Basic. And I'm Erwin Hines. I'm associate creative director here at Basic. Um, and last week we were uh, having a discussion about Nike and Adidas and really streetwear and its influence on the fashion industry as a whole and even how it's sort of been the birth of um, all this stuff in fast fashion and whatnot. So we just kind of wanted to talk about what we've been noticing in the fashion industry a little bit. So it's just Nike and Adidas, but then the reason Adidas is becoming so popular is because of the mass popularity of streetwear and street culture and what that has done for the entire fashion industry. Sure. So that's what we were sort of having a discussion on and it sort of organically led into talking about how Zara's doing things, how H&M's doing things, and how right. everybody has access to all of this yeah. information now. It's funny though because I don't think, um, personally I don't necessarily think Adidas changed anything. I think it's just a cultural shift. And they were already aligned with what the cultural shift that's mm -hmm. kind of like the wave that is right now. Because they've always been more of a culturally aligned brand that's more creative or you know like hip-hop culture yeah, yeah. rooted in hip-hop exactly I, no i just think that also with the new generation coming up i think they kind of re relate more with adidas mm -hmm. um in terms of being like an like an individual yeah. um i feel like adidas really has that and it has always had that as for nike has always been more of like the the stoic brand yeah it might not be as relevant as adidas yeah yeah, Nike has always been, it's a little bit less achievable mm -hmm. and relatable, but they don't, they they do it in such a way that they they make you want to be a part of it. I mean, because they're, they're very inclusive, but when we talk about their marketing itself, it's very unbelievable. Yeah. Whereas Adidas often, you know, the everyday athlete kind of a, kind of a persona, but um, in terms of cultural alignment, they've always been rooted in hip hop culture. Uh, but globally, I mean, we're talking specifically like in the States, because no. globally it's got a different perception as well. Mm. You know? I don't think we're talking about just the States. I think we're talking about around the world. Because mm. I think there is more access to seeing things around the world. And as I go through my Instagram feed, I basically see the NMDs, the Adidas NMDs, way more than I see any Nikes. Mm. Like more people around the world are talking about and posting about and kind of, there's a lot more cultural clout mm. around Adidas than there is around Nikes. Like what used to be the cultural cloud around Jordans is now funneling into what Adidas is doing. Yeah. So you're starting to see like, and this is just based on like what I see on like Instagram from all these like cultural leaders. I don't really see people posting Jordan stuff anymore or it's more rare as opposed to I see everybody posting like whatever the next new thing is from Adidas. Yeah, well do you think that's something that's happened like organically or is it just like the Adidas strategy like reaching out to influencers then? Well I think it's, They've always done that, as Andrew was saying, right? They've always reached out to influencers. I mean, forever, since Run DMC. Like, since then, they've always had an alignment with these subcultures. It's just now people have access and are more influenced and are more open to those subcultures. Like, as hip-hop has penetrated more and more of these, more and more like popular culture, I think it's just become more mainstream. So now it's mainstream culture. Right, so I don't think it, well, it is part of their strategy too, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna take anything away from like their strategic marketing minds that work at Adidas who do a really good job, but I do think it it plays on the organic alignment that they already had. I was gonna say, I feel like there's an interesting shift. Like if you look at the Yeezus line and the fact that they're gonna launch basketball shoes under the Yeezus line, 
which is a completely different shift than what any other athletic company has done, which is like launch an athletic brand underneath an athlete, which makes complete sense. Yeah. They're going to be launching athletic stuff underneath an artist or a musician. So it's based on that idea of self-expression. So they're breaking the mold. Always. And then the fact that they have like, now they're, they're known as the company who has better, some better tech, right? Mm -hmm. Because the boost technology is supposedly more comfortable and uh, feels better than any of the Nike technology. Like I've always thought of like Nike as like, you know, the innovators, right? They create Mm -hmm. these silhouettes that other brands kind of follow. So like they came out with the fly knit, which blew up and then Adidas kind of took that and put their spin on it and called it the prime knit. So I think what they do is they take silhouettes that are popular and they just put their cultural spin on it, Yeah. which is why they do well. I don't know, that's that's true, but they have taken like three of, like you said, they've taken like a bunch of the top designers from Nike. So what's that mean? Like if you're leaving, if you're, if designers are like purely like uh, driven and drawn to innovative cultures. And if Nike has the more innovative culture, why would you leave it to go mm-hmm. to Adidas, who is supposedly just copying silhouettes, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's something there and the fact that they're gonna be working with Alexander Wang, like mm-hmm. they have this fashion sense who pushes silhouettes forward. And I think they're gonna begin to pull from that stuff even more to the mainstream lines. Cause like what you see with the Yeezus, you begin to start seeing in all of their shoes. So like those silhouettes coming from more of their high fashion collaborations, mm-hmm. I think are going to start penetrating more of their everyday stuff yeah. Yeah. because people are more open to that stuff. More people are more open to high fashion now. I, I think it's cool too is like the, the accessibility of it. It's com- I think didn't Kanye say that he was going to make a shoe that's going to be like 20, 20, oh, not 20, but very, very inexpensive. Accessible, yeah. Extremely accessible yeah. to the everyday. He's going to make a fast fashion yeah. shoe? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what he said. But a lot of the Adidas stuff sells for a, a, a heavy price point or a high price point. Because yeah. even like the NMDs are like 150, 160, 170, 180, yeah. 190. Yeah. Like their shoes are up there. Well, it's just kind of like a cultural shift too. I think there's like a big like compartmentalization of, of brands, you know? Mm-hmm. Because of accessibility in most like, how easy it is to go D to C for people now. Like overheads are way lower, companies yeah. can or really speak to a smaller market of people, but um, have more more of an authentic relationship with those people. Mm-hmm. And so brands are kind of recognizing that. You see a similar thing like in the beer industry right now, mm-hmm. right? Like Anheuser-Busch is going in and buying up a ton of smaller independent brewers, but allowing them to still independently operate. Because culturally people are, it's like the music industry years ago. Yeah. People have their back pocket brands. Like mm-hmm. you used to have your back pocket bands. Like, you know, like I know about this this band or this is like, they make a really nice cut uh, or they, you know, they make some really nice music. And it was kind of like a point of pride to know about them when other people didn't. And I think all of the accessibility with most products these days, people are getting aligned with that in terms of fashion culture as well. And these larger brands now are kind of tying back into the, there is value in okay, like we can own this Yeezus as a as a as a sub brand, you know. I yeah. mean, it's similar. Nike does it as well, you know, with Jordan, but those are just such big brands at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the Adidas group in general, you know, they own Reebok as well. They're speak. They're they're more going to subset culture as as a way of connecting with consumers rather than here's the big brand that everybody should think is cool. Yeah, you know, rather than trying to be everything to everybody, they're like exactly something really good to very specific people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it just seems like you see that, I think, 
in culture in general that people who are recognizing that now, it's like it's going to be like that just because of accessibility. Mm -hmm. It also compartmentalizes your risk. You know what I mean? You could fail in one particular category, one sub-brand, but then still... Like Nike, Nike and Adidas pulling out of the golf industry. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of being authentic to the roots and just kind of pulling back when they can. And, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, that's cool. Well, that is nice to see both of them refocusing. Yeah. Like the fact that Adidas is so focused on, maybe they're not super focused on streetwear, mm -hmm. but the fact that that's where it's becoming super, super popular and the fact that maybe Nike is beginning to focus on other than the whole uh, Kevin Hart thing. Now, they're, they're pulling, <laughs> I have a We should talk about that though. What, the Kevin Hart <laughs> the Kevin thing? Hart collab. Like, yeah. why though? Why, what? Nike collaborated with Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, the shoe with the, with the motivational <laughs> yeah. quotes? Yeah. It's, oh, no, with the shoe, like he has a shoe. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's got <laughs> motivational quotes. Like, oh, okay. right? So I, I, I see where it's coming from slightly, right? Like it, it feels inauthentic if you don't know who Kevin Hart is and you don't know like everything about it. But if you follow Kevin Hart on Instagram, he's basically running 5Ks, 4Ks every day. Oh, I didn't and know he that. goes around to different, <laughs> he goes around to different cities and he actually like races, runs, he's all into fitness. So like that is where the collaboration begins to make sense. But without that, it becomes, without that background knowledge, it does feel inauthentic, which is probably why they're not necessarily pushing it super heavy. Yeah. Like yeah. he's doing most of the pushing. But again, he's a cultural movement. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what he's just aligned himself with. I mean, it's it's DJ Khaled on, on shoe, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's like, just do it, you know what I mean? Just like shit written. Off. From what I heard, it was like stuff written all over it. I haven't yeah. looked into it too much. Right? Because like his whole thing is like, you look down at your shoe when you're running, you get this instant motivation because you see a quote. <laughs> That's so is it? Is it? But, but is this, also, is it being sold as a basketball shoe or is it a training shoe? No, it's a training shoe. It's a, a running, shoe. a running shoe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so that's where it becomes authentic because it's authentic to what he does. Yeah. But I think that does bring up the other point of like, what is authenticity and how people view authenticity, especially in today's market, right? Because some people might not see that as an authentic move unless you basically follow him and see that it's authentic. Yeah. But then for other brands, they try and like sort of navigate their way into what is popular, which is streetwear. Mm -hmm. um, they navigate their way into it, but they don't have an authentic alignment. Yeah, like when, when uh, Kendrick Lamar released his shoe, I looked at it and I was like, this is kind of weird. It's just a little bit, it's a little bit odd. You can kind of see right through it. Like I, yeah. I liked, I like Kevin Hart's, because uh, I saw a couple promo shots yeah. of it. And then usually you see Nike, Nike athletes, like crazy lighting and all like dynamics. It's super crazy. Yeah. Uh, but how they shot Kevin Hart was, he had, he was same setup, like same art direction. He was kind of smirking in it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is like a, this is a comedian and this is a cool brand. And it's like, it's, it was, it was honest. Even if you consider like, we always talk about like the why, even yeah. if you consider Nike's why mm -hmm. and the reason they exist beyond making money, which is to basically elevate and give people power because they believe everybody with a body is an athlete. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then the fact that they would sponsor him, yeah. he's not an athlete, but he has a body and he's running and he's trying to yeah. better himself. So there is like this, I don't know, like, well, I, he's, he's like, the there's LeBron a great James of the find your greatness campaign. Yeah. You know what like I mean? Like he is the incarnate of like what that, the principle of that, like, yeah. Hey, just find your greatness. So anybody can be an athlete. Anybody can be this, you know, a, a celebrity athlete or whatever. I, yeah. I guess, you know, he is the LeBron James yeah. of that side of their message. Yeah. So it is, I think it is. It is a good alignment. It's a, it's a good alignment. It's just, it, it comes across as silly because it's, 
Unless you know him. Unless you know him. And they're being smart with how they're promoting it yeah. because it's not necessarily like they're big, like pushing their hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, because I only knew about it because I follow him on Instagram. So I basically hear it from his mouth. And then I basically seen him running, seen him jogging. And then he talked about it. He has this big release. Then it's a shoe. Then you're like, oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You're a big celebrity. You got a shoe. Yeah. Right. Cool. Good on Nike. Yeah. But like, yeah, there are other brands who like falsely try and get in places. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Can we, <laughs> should we call out brands? But see, wait, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> like, do you even think that Kevin's heart, Kevin Hart's shoe, <laughs> Kevin's heart? Kevin's heart? Kevin's heart? Kevin's heart. Yeah. Kevin's heart. Kevin Hart's shoe is going to perform well or sell well, or is it more of just a brand investment for them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it is it the publicity that he can kind of? I wish we could look at numbers so we can have access. That's what I'm wondering. From the marketing that we've been that I've been seeing, at least they haven't really been marketing it like on their homepage. Like, I feel like it's this shoe is specifically made for the tastemakers and for the people that get excited. Like, like you, like you, 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 you find your shoes on Instagram sometimes. Are you would buy, but they're marketing. They're marketing yeah. to people that, that appreciate follow, that, that kind appreciate of. Him. Yeah. yeah, that is true. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's more of a cultural play. Like they're getting a line, and I think they're trying to spread themselves out. Yeah. It's like so Kanye left, mm. then they basically went after Drake. Yeah. They got Drake. Don't get that. Weird. And then they went after like Kevin Hart and some other people. So I feel like they're just trying to get like culturally spread out and culturally aligned with people who aren't athletes, like Adidas has done. Because I think they saw that coming, which is like, okay, athletes aren't going to be everything to everybody in the future. And there's going to be celebrities who are everything to everybody. There's musicians who are everything to everybody. So they started trying to get behind those different people as well. While some of those people don't necessarily have like that same passion or outward passion about design that Kanye does, they're still trying to get that. Cause like the OVO stuff, the collaboration stuff that Drake has done, mm-hmm. has done really well. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. always see, the, I see that stuff posted on Instagram all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just Jordans with a little bit of gold. Yeah. Little, little OVO owl. Little OVO owl. Little OVO owl. <laughs> tiny, tiny owl. Uh, we'll see. Like even with like Puma though, with them yeah. partnering with like Kylie Jenner and Rihanna. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like almost like Puma's almost more culturally relevant. They, they want to be. They seem to be one of. Adidas exactly yeah yeah you know what I mean because um, what's interesting is. though is even um, like Kendrick's alignment with Reebok I mean Reebok's owned by Adidas group mm. so what's interesting is that that was their alignment because to me like that that alignment is super weird if you look at who they're even trying to speak to like the crossfitter like yeah. functionally fit people even like the Rag, Ragnar run everything on their website is like that oh yeah it's the crossfit yeah and they're just like but Kevin Hart or, or Kevin Kendrick Lamar yeah Kendrick like Mar, it's yeah. it's not it just feels awesome. well because if they if they were because they have shoes or they used to have shoes that were more like culturally aligned like yeah. the what is it the Reebok pump or something that's like yeah. super culturally aligned in Tokyo and in Japan it's like a hit or that's such a weird thing. It's a hip <laughs> shoe. It's, yeah. a, it's a really cool shoe. Yeah. But then that's not what they're pushing. They're pushing like the CrossFit lifestyle. So it is sort of weird to say like, we're pushing, we're going hard after this CrossFit lifestyle. We're beginning to own this CrossFit sure. lifestyle. Rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, but, yeah, exactly. It's a little out of left field. It's interesting because I mean, we are, no matter the, what way we look at it, we're looking at, at it through the lens of people from the United States too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is, there is. Oh yeah, there's the global aspects. Yeah. 
So, but from that sense, like you look at it, you're like, interesting. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't necessarily get it. I don't really care per se. I'm not like a Reebok guy. Well, that's, I think, I think that's the thing about like alignments that don't make sense. It's not like they make us care. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Like they basically, we just look at them and go like, all right, whatever, whatever. But then like when you get an alignment that makes sense and then it draws attention to you, then that's what makes people care. Like even though people say that people don't, or our generation or the younger generation doesn't care about brand. I feel like that's a fallacy, right? Because I feel like if you look at how people flock to Adidas after Kanye went there, they were flocking there because of the brand. They weren't flocking there because of anything else or because they're like, I want to have self-expression or whatever it was. They were flocking there because the brand represented something to them and of them. And so they wanted to buy into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know, there is something to that idea of like authenticity, what authenticity means Mm -hmm. and how you attract the younger demographic to your brand based on having an authentic alignment with them. Yeah, that's true. But you're right though. I mean, even even like you're saying that like misses don't really hurt your brand. Yeah, they don't. I mean, negative things can, but even these days, like in the in the time it moves of like so fast. it moves so fast yeah. that negative news is just it, it's like it's last minute yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday yeah. it's like a bad a bad press story. It's like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Because that's what I didn't even know that yeah. he had a shoe yeah. with Reebok. I knew he was like sponsored by Reebok, but I was like, I didn't know he had a shoe. And even that sponsorship, every time I saw a video, I was like, I really like you, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they're like down with like the culture and down with like your music and like it just whatever. What's what's more interesting is like who probably got off worse on that is like Kendrick Lamar, whose fans of his were probably like, that's just weird, weird. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, like. It's not necessarily bad because he, he probably was afforded a lot of things. He could still like design his own shoe and have influence yeah. and all that shit. But um, on the other side of it, like that's that's interesting. Like, that, what are you a CrossFitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe he is. Yeah, oh, he might be. see, yeah, maybe he is like Kevin Hart. He followed Kendrick Lamar on Instagram. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, because every time I saw Kevin Hart stuff, he's in the gym. Well, he's in the gym. Like they had him with Serena Williams, yeah. like working out. So yeah. then you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> or like when you saw, you saw Kendrick with you know being sponsored by Beats, that was more of an authentic oh, yeah, story, of course. Um, and that was actually executed very well. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's another brand that actually does very good alignments, yeah. because yeah. anytime they show an athlete, he's listening to the music, which mm-hmm. totally makes sense. He's getting into the zone, blocking out <laughs> anything, so it totally makes sense. Like yeah. they have great marketing as far as aligning authentically to the people who would be using their product, yeah. as opposed to other brands it makes more sense to own what you own and just deepen that relationship with your current customers even what you were saying yeah. Drew, which is like yeah focus on your current customers own that own it deeper own it deeper and wait for it to just become popular that's immediate at some everything point is, everything is everything yeah, like, will, it will come back or, yeah. or if you do something that makes sense for you that can shift yeah. culture yeah. in the yeah. right way but like, you need to align with people on your what you're offering and what your core is about. Yeah, because every every trend has an anti-trend. To the streetwear, there at some point, I'm sure there's going to be a revival of prep. Like I don't I don't think it necessarily means like if streetwear is pop popular, then every brand needs to chase streetwear, yeah. or maybe it's chasing your version of streetwear. Maybe that's a more authentic play for like what's prep's version of streetwear. Mm-hmm. Like, is it more of like the what was it like the uh, like Polo did uh, the like skull and crossbones on their ties instead of doing like nice ties or like mm-hmm. regular ties, they did skull and crossbones. So it's more like a rebellious version of prep. 
Like, yeah. is that more preps version of streetwear? As opposed to just saying like, we're just gonna make uh, sweatshirts with the word black upside down. Call that streetwear. <laughs> I think I've seen that before. Yeah, that's what, yeah. it just, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's this need for authenticity because people can see through it. Yeah. Especially like we work with in the millennial market space and we see it every day where people just see through sort of like false mm. marketing or when you're trying too hard to connect with them, people can just see through that really quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can, can they? Or can, I, is it just us? No, I think. I think that if you're faking or, it, yeah. if you're faking it, it will eventually come out. Like yeah. it's eventually gonna become evident. Like you're not gonna be able to sustain <laughs> Something you're not being authentic oh, yeah. about. It's gonna it's gonna become evident, maybe not to you right away, but somebody's gonna say something. Mm -hmm. Just like when people call out fake Jordans when you're wearing them. Like somebody's gonna say something. You might have been completely happy with those fake Jordans yeah. with the jump man with one leg, but then somebody sees them, they call them out, you immediately are like, Why did I buy these? I'm never gonna buy fake Jordans again. No. Like I think there is like even if you look on Hypebeast and you look at when other people release shoes that look like the Yeezus shoes, even though the Yeezus shoes look like the Roches, but when people release shoes that look like the Yeezus shoes, people say these are the poor man's Yeezus. Yeah. So I think culture in general or people in general basically are that mechanism to not let that happen, yeah. to not let inauthentic brands and people who are moving in dodging in inauthentic ways like become popular well for sure when the easies came out people were saying they were bootleg roaches yeah, yeah for sure at first but they've successfully like transitioned and yeah, moved exactly. out of that so maybe what, it's what, possible what, to transition but but i think you touched on like a bigger thing is like for most you know corporations there's a there's a big uh like contrast between brand versus business objectives right? yeah because when you when you're true to your brand you're not always putting your business objectives first you're putting your brand first. And yeah. I think like to some extent those often coincide and the long the longest the longevity way of like approaching it is always just be true to your brand and be authentic because I mean you never know what cultural trend is gonna Shift, tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, like, you know, tipping point, you know, how do you know when certain things are yeah. gonna catch on for whatever reason. There's yeah. all kinds of There's things. There's all kinds of things. It's a, it's a weird little ecosystem of people that, you know, like contagious. So being true to yourself is the long-term approach to it. But then you look at people who are constantly chasing profits and they're looking for emerging markets and opportunity. Uh, but I think that's why a lot of these brands are kind of compartmentalizing things. Like for instance, you know, now, okay, we have, we have some momentum in, in uh, Kanye West brand. Mm -hmm. So let's, continue to leverage that without risking necessarily yeah. space over here. Yeah. Even though it wouldn't even be out of there, it, it seems to be more aligned with their No, but I feel like they've done that really well as yeah. far as like compartmentalizing because they have Y3, they have Yeezus, they have Stella McCarthy, like they right. have all these different ones where they compartmentalize yeah. so they can maintain the fashion aspect right. and then even pursue athletics, yeah. which is... Yeah. I feel like that also is because Kanye probably just wanted full creative control. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember yeah, reading true. somewhere that he left Nike because he didn't have that creative control. That's true. So yeah. I think Adidas giving him his own line kind of gave him that That's true. space. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, I was just reading about this because I was just browsing when you guys were talking about this the other day, like the, the, Adidas, or the Adidas like Neo line. Oh yeah. It's like they're a complete competitor in fast fashion for like 14 mm -hmm. to 19 year olds. I'm like, that's really, it's funny though, just all of these sub-brands. That's why I was just thinking about like, all right, everybody's just mitigating risk, 
But see, that that makes more sense to yeah. mitigate risk by yeah. creating these sub-brands. So like, yeah, even going back to the American Eagle example, if they created a sub-brand that was focused on streetwear because that is aligned with their target demographic right. and didn't necessarily dilute what yeah. American Eagle is, I think that that's a more rich, yeah. interesting play because then basically you can create an authentic story yeah. around a new brand. Mm -hmm. You can't re-authenticate your existing story yeah. that's rooted in something completely different. Yeah. So like having those sub brands like Adidas does, because I didn't even think about that. That is, yeah, super smart. It is, and it is. I mean, it's an, it's not really a new business. Type. We've seen yeah. that like forever. Yeah. You know, different different people. You acquire people and let them out. We see it in the in the agency industry all the time. Oh yeah. People buy people and just hey, just go ahead and continue operating. We just want to we want to profit off your margins, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll feed you clients or whatever it may be. Uh, but it, it's not necessarily a new business type. But you can see it. It's a little just, uh, it's more obvious in that, in that cultural realm yeah. when we're talking about fashion products, per se. I think you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing. Is, you... that, is that a nice Chianti? <laughs> <laughs> it's too Rodney, strong. Rodney Strong. You asked the people like yeah. recognize authenticity, right? Yeah. So just going back to that, I, on one hand, like the whole thing about the crowd basically sources the authenticity for you so you know which ones are authentic and which ones aren't but then i also think because of the democratization of content in general and since people have access to more content out there they know what's authentic because they're constantly browsing instagram mm -hmm. they're constantly browsing these different social platforms which are posting like this is the latest trend this is the latest thing from fashion week mm -hmm. so everybody understands or sees or has access to higher end things now so now it's harder to say or harder to lie to them mm -hmm. basically or harder to approach them in a, an authentic way because they've already seen it and then especially when brands are trying to and this is where even like fast fashion comes in where it's like they've already seen it on instagram so then that's what they want and that's what they demand from brands and then if you're coming out with something inauthentic they're just going to go to h&m or zara and get what they saw from fashion week get what they saw from one of these high fashion brands. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard to not be authentic. Because yeah. I feel like the only reason somebody would come to your brand as opposed to a Zara, one is maybe quality, but then the other one is like, they have an authentic connection with who you are. Because even Zara has shoes that look like Y3 and Adidas shoes, mm -hmm. like just like them. Mm -hmm. So, but why would I purchase a $130 shoe from Adidas over a $20 shoe from Zara? It's only because of the... Well, yeah like the the brand like brand. it's going to be the quality as well as the brand yeah. so that does kind of go back to the idea of like people are still brand loyal if people are buying the nmds because but this this newer generation too isn't they aren't as brand loyal like you look at the gen z's i don't think they really care much kind of who we were talking the other day about brands kind of shedding their logos off of their garments yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I'm, just, I'm just questioning the loyalty well then we brought up the point that eric had on an adidas shirt and I've even seen like if you go through blogs, you see people wearing like big ass Adidas logos or yeah. Supreme logos. So mm -hmm. there, there's a give and take like, yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch shed their logo, mm -hmm. but that's because their logo doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So like brands whose brand doesn't mean anything, they have to shed their logo because their brand doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> but like some brands still mean something. Some brands still have like some cultural cloud. And I think that's where it comes in and like the <clears throat> yeah. siloing and focusing on what you focus on because like even with Under Armour like that logo means something and it means like I have like the best 
fuck. Whatever. Performance gear. <laughs> like, that's what that means, right? So, like, if I have Under Armour on that big logo yeah. on my performance gear, then it means something. So, I think it's in cotton. <clears throat> well, <laughs> it's, right? it, it's like, what happened? logo, <laughs> it's context. I think context is a big part of it. So, like, if that big logo is presented in the proper context, then mm -hmm. it makes total sense and it still has cut. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not presented in the right context, like if Under Armour's logo is like super big on just the t-shirt that you're wearing every day, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what most people are recognizing is in, in a cultural shift is, you know, gen, like, you know, when you're looking at Gen Z, this mm -hmm. younger demographic, it's a very much like the expressive brand yeah. me, you know? And when you, when you attach logos or somebody else's uh, ideal system, you know, I think that's what really what it, like, Adidas represents this, Nike represents that, Under Armour represents this, I mean, just in context of the yeah. brands we're speaking mm -hmm. to, you are saying something with those brands and the idea that now that everybody has their own brand, their own expression, you know, yeah. their own their own channels to like really speak to people for that matter, like that change kind of lends you in that direction you believe, like I don't necessarily want to just buy into what somebody else is telling me so that's i mean you are seeing that now people are just kind of picking up pieces that they like and yeah. there's less heavy branding than you used to see yeah the i do think there yeah that's true you know like I mean? there's there's the truth in that people aren't brand loyal to a fault where they're wearing full branded outfits exactly like i'm not gonna i wear, only buy nike like yeah. you very like rarely that see that that's true like yeah. you're not head to toe anymore but like i will buy like a big logo tee so that yeah. big logo thing maybe not be the argument but like yeah People are gonna run buying. DMC with like a tracksuit on yeah, it. Yeah, Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, no. Eric, Eric, Eric showed us that tracksuits are becoming popular again. Yeah, yeah. Adidas is making a, a suit for the office. With the, with the no, that was Acer. Adidas too. Really? Yeah, they just showed that on my piece today. Dang. So, tracksuits are back. Something cool. So it's coming back. Tracksuits are back though. No, <laughs> like Couture and all those brands that made tracksuits big, they're bringing the tracksuit. Yeah, the tracksuit. So, Nothing. people Velvety. might be head to toe brand again. Might be. Velvety. Top to bottom. But you might wear Adidas today and Nike tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, true. That, that, that's kind of more. I feel like we should go around. Like, are we. Who's Team Nike? Team Adidas? Team. Team. Well, I'm, I'm Team Adidas. I think they've always. always had, have you always been? Yeah, because I, I think they've always had this cultural relevance and I've always appreciated them mm -hmm. for that cultural relevance ever since I saw. And I, will, I, I wasn't like grown when Run DMC was like popular, but like <clears throat> when I first learned about Run DMC when I was growing up, mm -hmm. the fact that they were wearing Adidas, the shell toes, like the yeah. fact that they had that cultural alignment was just so nice to me. And then all of their ads, especially that Sid Lee did, were amazing. Like the house party, Adidas house party, mm -hmm. a great ad. Like that made me look up that song mm -hmm. that was in Adidas house party commercial and then play that song on the loop. Yeah. No, for me, like I was in high school, 2011, like when they came out with the all in campaign. You were in high school in 2011. I was. <laughs> I'm a little baby. Shit. Can you drink? Can you drink? Yeah. I don't can 16 year olds drink. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the yeah, yeah, they came out with that all in campaign. It had like a justice track and I was like, yo, Adidas mm -hmm. is dope as fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I'll buy like I'll buy Nike stuff. Like I like some Nike silhouettes. I like some Adidas. But I'll, I've always seen Adidas as like the cultural leader. You know. Yeah. See, it's funny. Like I, I know I don't ever really process it like that in my head when I'm talking about buying for myself. 
like I don't really I don't like look for necessarily a brand label as much like I probably fall more in that demographic that I'm less brand loyal like I've got pieces of Adidas I got pieces of Nike also got a shitload of cotton on t-shirts you know what I mean that are just like basics I'm not necessarily brand loyal but when I can look at a shirt athlete when I yeah yeah when I look, but when I look back on my life, though, like when I look at like when I was playing sports more, like I would always gravitate towards like Nike shit, yeah. almost always. Like even and then Adidas stuff, I always thought of more as like hip hop culture. But they have nice, they've always had like nice kind of like warm up gear. Mm-hmm. I always thought of them like that. I mean, but not necessarily brand. Loyal. Not brand loyal. Yeah, no, I think I think even when I say like I'm Team Adidas, I think I'm Team Adidas as far as like what they're doing culturally. Yeah. And, and how they are moving and playing in that cultural space. Yeah. The fact that they are giving Kanye West that much freedom. The yeah. fact that they are giving him that line. The fact that they're like, yeah, we're going to launch basketball shoes under the under you. Facts. Like that's, I don't know, that to me is an amazing shift within mm. within those, within the world of the two big giants of like Adidas and Nike. Like the mm. fact that they're taking like, they're like, no, we're not going to launch through an athlete. We're going to launch through... An artist. Yeah. And the fact that they collaborate with uh, these different great designers, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fact that they collaborate with high fashion designers, like that to me is just, I don't know, there's something really interesting about mm-hmm. that sort of mindset when it comes to a athletic brand or a shoe company. Like mm-hmm. that's interesting. Nike, I do buy for the gym. Though. Yeah, I, would, I would not, like even even the NMD, the boosts, even if they're more comfy, I would not buy them to be, yeah. work out in the gym. I'll be like, I don't want to mess these up. I got an appreciation for Nike too. Their stuff is just top quality. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I buy new, like I'm, I'm like Andrew, I'm a more practical person mm-hmm. than, than rather focus on the style of yeah. the, that kind of stuff, that kind of gear. Um, but, yeah. I, but I see it when it comes down to it though. I guess I think when I think about performance, like you said, for the gym, like yeah, automatically Nike. think like mm-hmm. if I want to get gym clothes, like or gym shoes, always like I'm almost always pick up Nike. Steph Curry. Yeah. The dad of it. Yeah. But I do think I think that Adidas is a better that they have their you know they kind of have their nose down a fashion a little closer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have a better alignment with you know the, the younger culture, mm-hmm. like expressive culture. I mean, Nike does Even too, though Nike, I, I just, in my head, I've yeah, always thought of his performance. So that's their marketing. Yeah, that's Nike, how you position them. That is yeah. their marketing. Even though Nike's, like, cuts are really nice. They have great Like, yeah. like their tech gear is amazing. But they're I don't... like, tech I, sweatpants, and they're, like... I don't have one single just Nike tee. Oh, no. I've got Nike workout shirts. Yeah. But I don't have one just, like, regular... Just big Nike logo? Just Nike you, don't a, you don't have a switch Actually, it's like, you know what? I do have one. I bought one for <laughs> Cleveland Browns. <laughs> but that's about it. So like I just have never thought of them as like if I think about hey I need gym clothes, Nike pops in my head. So they've obviously done top of mind like really well, right? Yeah, that is true. In that, in that category. Yeah, because when I want gym clothes, I automatically want to go to the Nike store. Yeah. Like no matter what. Yeah. You're programmed. Yeah, you're programmed, <laughs> you're programmed to go to the Nike that. store. But I mean Adidas. I also have a lot of Adidas stuff because my yeah, homie runs. Well, he works there. He's, he runs their skate their skate department. And I do like Puma. Yeah. Puma. Yeah. I am a big fan of Puma. Like since college, I would buy. I own more Puma stuff than I own. Were you a stuff. b-boy? No. <laughs> my friends were in like graffiti, and some of my friends were b-boys. Mm. Weird enough. So I really like Puma. 
I'm trying to think if I've ever had uh, a Puma? anything Puma. They're so comfy. What's weird is like my gym shoes, I have gym shoes from what? college that are Pumas. I had a pair and of Pumas that were great. Like, they're, they last. You own Pumas? I had a pair of Puma shoes for gym, gym shoes. They were. They were great. They, they were great shoes. They last a and long And they looked time. good. They looked good. I liked Puma <laughs> back in the day. I don't buy Pumas much anymore, but I liked them because they were just more of like the Adidas yeah. appreciation yeah. where they had more of a fashion sense to them. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of fell off for me for a, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather buy Nikes or even look at more Adidas kind of stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I, I truly think like as you go through life and you kind of ebb and flow through different things that you do, you, you buy different things. Like yeah. I used to run long distance all the time and I had Asics all the time. I used to wear K-Swiss. For, for running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back I love for my K-Swiss. Remember that campaign? Oh. I, I can see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are they even? Yeah, yeah they're, they're still a brand. Still there. Still you, you wore those blades? Did you wear those blades? Like I could never wear cases. I had the, I had the, <laughs> the Kenny Powers the, blades. The Iverson, the Iverson threes. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the Reeboks? Were those Reeboks? Yeah, that was Reeboks. They were like blue leg Air Force ones, but I don't know what. They were. No, I had the Iverson. I had Iversons, but they weren't the blue leg Air Force ones. Oh, I don't know. I had Iversons, but they were Reebok. Yeah, they were. They were. You're right. You're right. Sketch or no? I had. You know what? I had. Was it zipped up? You had those Iversons? Yes. Yeah. The ones that yeah. Yeah. I had those too. Yeah. That was when I played pickup ball. Yeah. Like back in the day. Little, little, I used to buy a bunch of like basketball little, shoes. Little street ball had that little hoop. <laughs> I don't know why when you said K Swiss, my mind just went to Skechers. Because that's, they're on the same level Are to they? me. Dang. I don't know. Dang. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you might as well have been wearing Skechers step ups. <laughs> Damn. K-Swiss was like, they were like a, a big brand for a long time. They still they are. Were. They're still a big brand, but... I, I actually yeah. saw for K-Swiss, they were trying to do with what the what the superstars are doing, but four stripes, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, see, that's what I'm like. Yeah. It's also like Off-White, you know Off-White? Yeah. He has the same directional stripes as Adidas, so I get confused sometimes. Yeah. Because he has shoes that look like Stan Smith, but they have the directional stripes, it's just like a hundred directional stripes. No, even Nike but came out hard. with like their tennis classic, which is a which is stand similar, yeah. The, stand the funny stand. thing is, now it seems like everybody's gonna make the same damn shoe with their own label on it, and then yeah. you're gonna buy another brand that you that represents. Because like, you know? there's a bunch of Stan Smith lookalikes. Smith. Yeah. Smith. Stan Smith. That's how a black person says Smith. Wow. Just like like smoothie. What happened? Smoothie. Smoothie. Damn. Smoothie. <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> This is this is really degrading quickly. No, this is this is brand. <laughs> no, but that's true though. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Converse, Converse, yeah. like Converse silhouette. You can look at it a million different ways in a million different brands. And make but a you're knockoff. but you're only gonna buy the Converse. Well, yeah. well, like you'll you buy the Converse too? because like that's the authentic one. Yeah. Like, cause I've had shoes that were like premium shoes mm -hmm. that looked like Converse, but I felt bad wearing them. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't feel like <laughs> I don't know. Bad. Like they were expensive, but it just like. They didn't have, they weren't Converse. They were trying to be Converse. Yeah. They were more yeah. expensive, but they weren't Converse. Mm -hmm. There's something to that authenticity of owning like a Converse. And you didn't even want to put them on because they weren't Converse. No, they're, they're sitting on my uh, patio right now. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> so I mean, now you got the you have the Yeezys, you have the Rosh, and then what the Under Armors that just came out. Is it Rosh? Like we should talk about the Roshi? Roshi? pronunciation. Roshi. Roshi. I don't even know Roshi, right? Roshi. 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 No, but see, I feel like at least the Yeezys put a little spin on it yeah. with that ribbed bottom. Yeah. And then they did like the how do you say it? The knit. The knit, prime knit. They did the prime, yeah. which the Roches never did. Yeah. Like the Roches never used, which I don't get why they didn't do it. They're the, they're like a super comfy shoe. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't put the knit on that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been why not? A perfect. It's a sock. Yeah, the baby Yeezys, which are like a hundred something dollars mm -hmm. for a shoe that's gonna last your baby <laughs> like a, like a month. I still got my baby shoe. They're hanging on my rear view mirror right now. You just, you just keep them forever and be like, I'll They're hanging on my rear view mirror right now. I, I, like, I saw some people at like oh, Epi Systems. They're going to cop the baby Yeezys just to hang them on the rear view mirror. They don't even have kids. That's, that's, a, that's a little strange. That's See, really, that's, that's, really that's brand. Crying They're crying buying crying. into that brand. Crying Louis. Phantom baby. <laughs> that's hot. Phantom Yeezy baby. Baby they wish they would have. Mm -hmm. Damn, it's getting dark now. It's getting dark. Mm -hmm. Maybe they wish they had. <laughs> I guess. I mean, what else would you? What else are you gonna buy the baby? If we had a baby, put it on our baby. future baby. And on that note, I feel like we should just we should try to wrap this up. Oh yeah, let's, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, guys. Yeah. So that really took us down a real odd tangential path again, but as it, as it normally does. Um, until next time. Peace out. Peace.